that weren't my little dark heart. I love it. I do too. Ding, ding, ding. Happy. Greetings from the Devil's Dexter, a podcast for the esoteric and strange. doing okay my back is okay welcome back to the devil's dirt star (laughs) we are your host big spoon and i'm ellsworth listen and she doesn't go to the doctor i'm gonna kill her problem will be solved here's the thing jesse and i treated ourselves to brand new pillows and we also got new sheets and we got a new comforter and new shams and then last night i decided to not sleep with any of it hold your hand out like this okay no shaking yeah fine (laughs) no i'm good i'm not like shaking randomly when i get up in the morning or anything no it's not the alcohol i'm just (laughs) i have delirium tremens no fine after i have my morning beverage because i'm recording and having wine (laughs) with ellsworth um no my back is okay i slept without any pillows i feel so much better the weird dizziness is gone since that time. I'm fine. Uh, if it got real bad, I would have done something. Mm-hmm. I would have. Sure. Jesse wanted me to make you. an appointment with our chiropractor. And I was like, let me sleep without the pillows and see how I feel in the morning. And I got up and I was like, oh, my God. I can move my we'll head. Have start, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to start doing Devil's Dirt Star Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yoga mats. I wonder Ooh. if that's a thing you can make. It is. That would be very fun. Yes. I like that idea. Well, this isn't my like ailment podcast. No, it could be. I mean, the last episode was basically our ailment podcast. It was, I'm very honored that the number of people who messaged me after bringing up certain things within the episode, because they listened to the whole thing. All three hours? All three hours. Get the fuck out. I'm like, I barely got through all three hours. (laughs) I listened to it It was hilarious, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. I was sitting there cracking up the whole time, but, you know, I think we're funny. Yes. So, you know. We're entertaining (laughs) to us, which is really all that matters. (sighs) So listen, we ran a poll. And we asked you guys whether you wanted to do Y2K or Sleep Demons, and we got 50-50 at the end of the poll. Two of you voted one, two of you voted the other. So thanks to all four of you who voted. (laughs) (laughs) We went with Sleep Paralysis Demons. We're going to do Y2K for the 25-year anniversary, which is next I think that's a great idea. And I was also looking up, like, different hairstyles and all the aesthetic things of Y2K. Because let me tell you what, I think it's coming back. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it totally is. Have you stepped foot in Target lately? I know. It won't. I'm wearing corduroy. It uh. won't count, though, until they start doing the crazy hair parts and they pluck their eyebrows to nothing. Otherwise, y'all are just appropriating early 2000s styles and it's yes. not appreciated. I am so lucky my brows survived and that I was born, like, in the 90s so that... Because had I been born a little bit earlier, these would be penciled in. I remember... <laughs> The day that I learned, like, when heavy brows started coming back in, like, the 2010s. Yeah. And at the time, I was um, doing, dabbling in modeling, and I was um, speaking with an agent. And he 
some agents are very direct and rude, but it, this was necessary and it helped me in the long run. Using his two fingers, like poked, uh, like above my eyes where my eyebrows like uh-huh. start, like jabbed right there and was like, stop plucking there. And I did. And looking back on pictures now, I was definitely like basically where it started to thin. I just plucked. So my eyebrows started too far back. And like at the time, whatever, I was 17 or 18. I didn't like whatever. I was just didn't know how to pluck my eyebrows. But like that um, changed my changed my life completely. Where was this guy when I needed him? I know, right? This one. Okay. Like (laughs) you ever feel like you have a wonky eye or like one eye looks better than the other? That kind of thing. Oh yeah. I have one side of my face is like a a three and the other side of my face is like a five. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what side I feel is looking like most fine that day. That's like, that's how the bangs are going to be swept to the side. That's which brow is showing. Usually it has to do with the brow. See mine is Right now my favorite is this one. (laughs) So this... Is this the eyebrow with the slice in it? I think it's this side. Yes. yes. This this eyebrow. That's fun. Um, is just wanky. It just this is the perfect eyebrow. My so I'll, for those who can't see, I'm pointing at my right eyebrow. That one's the perfect eyebrow. <laughs> the left eyebrow is not perfect, which is ironic because the right side of my face is the one that's all fucked up because my skull isn't oh, shaped normally. It's like yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's balanced. So that's why I, I have the slice in my eyebrow to take away from the fact that it's just not built the same you're so the they're only... cousins not sisters or whatever <laughs> sisters not twins <laughs> yeah no mine are cousins <laughs> you're the only one that like thinks this business of your face i'm so aware of it it was you know what i blame my husband years ago he said something along the lines of gents having tiny jaws and beady eyes he wasn't ref- and it like in his eyes it wasn't he wasn't meaning it in an unkind way but he did use the term beady eyes and which uh, he's never going to live down. But, oh God. So I started analyzing and I realized that one side of my jaw is significantly smaller than the other. And now I can't unsee it. I don't. It's, it's so not, much smaller. It's the side that dislocates when I eat. That's how much smaller it is. It's only if you make me stare at it and I'm looking at you like straight on. It's when do you I do notice? those like, uh, those filters that flip your face, you yeah. like turn it on and off and you can like see Oh man! How wonky my face is. That's um kind of how I learned to draw portraits a little bit more, a little bit more symmetrical. Is you, yeah. You know, you have your picture, and then you look at it through a mirror, or if you can see through the paper, you flip it upside down. You can put a flashlight on your glass. I've never heard of that. That's genius. Yes, because all of my faces were kind of like melting to the side, and I never even realized it. I'm like, what in the fuck? Why does my brain think it's correct the other way? Like, I don't understand. But it's so weird how things. I mean, even Vanessa, who's the cutest cat ever. If you look at Vanessa through a mirror, she looks. So you realize how asymmetrical her face is. Really? It's, she looks busted if you look at her in the mirror. So does She's Durden. so cute. She's so cute. But it's just because I'm Durden used to seeing her too. one way. And if you look at them in the mirror, you're like, oh, wow, my pet is very asymmetrical. <laughs> so even the most adorable pets are ugly in the mirror. So if you feel ugly in the mirror, yeah. it's the mirror's fault and not yours. And you don't. That's also why I like drawing faces <laughs> is because there's no perfect symmetry there. Yeah. I mean, you there's know? very few people have true symmetry and usually if they do they're in hollywood yeah or it was implanted in some way yes which there's, nothing wrong, with there's that. nothing wrong with that if i had the money i probably would you get a but whole I'm new not job dropping 20 grand on that <laughs> no no fuck that no no i'll just like have a glass of wine about it yeah <laughs> just cover all the mirrors you're fine so yeah 
sleep demons. Sleep demons. <laughs> so, uh, basically what I have is a rundown of sleep paralysis yes. and like the perfect ingredients in order to create a sleep demon. Yeah. And then also I wasn't sure what you were going to have for us. So I did throw in a list of like sleep demons from around the world that haunt different like cultures. the creatures that are blamed on yes yes did you come across gin as well no oh that is a very so really i'll get into it uh, let's hear the background first and people can wait <laughs> well by, pe- by people i mean you <laughs> so i have some stats here basically on average the first occurrence is between the age of 14 and 17 really yes for sleep paralysis specifically and we'll get into the other ingredients to create sleep demons afterward but yeah it's very young teens basically i think i first had it when i was like five holy shit yeah and it's so funny because i feel like normally you hear about kids having night terrors when they're little but night night tears are like the extreme end of things. I, I had those as well. Yeah. Right. But sometimes they would like meld together. So I'd like I'd That's wake interesting. up from a like from a nightmare but not be able to move and I'd be like trying to scream, but I couldn't. I'd just be frozen there, yeah. like stuck in the nightmare, but I'd be awake. And I feel like with night terrors, you actually get up and go like you can get up and move there there have been a few times that my mom said that she'd catch me wandering around the house Ew. like usually going mommy <laughs> oh my god i would have punted I, you I, out I, the door. i'd have i'd have dreams that like the entire family like abandoned me or something so i'd be like oh. in the dream wandering around trying to find them <laughs> but in real life i'd be wandering around too <laughs> so sad in the dream spooky as fuck oh, in real life yeah if i had me as a kid i would have yeeted me <laughs> immediately i was such a spooky kid yeah oh man so and then the other stat here anywhere from five to forty percent of people experience sleep paralysis okay so they're just making that up it's anywhere from one to a hundred percent of people like what are you talking about when you give me that statistic yeah what i don't understand at that point just say you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Five <laughs> to 40%. It does say 8% experience sleep paralysis at least once in their lifetime. Okay. So then just say that. <laughs> yeah. Because what is the 40%, what is 40% that percent of who? Yeah. Like, what are we? I don't That's know. That's so, so to, broad. I wanted to include it because I knew you would say something. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad about it. Well, it's kind of dumb. And then also, if you have a relative that suffers from sleep paralysis... You yourself are more likely to have it. That makes as sense. Well. But at the same time, there's no science to say that it is hereditary. We don't really understand it still, right? No, it's just kind of like really. it happens, but we don't really yeah. know why. I think we're uh, we're at a place where we kind of understand that we like understand the, the triggers yeah basically yeah. and who is more predisposed to this condition yeah but that's about the extent of it it's so it's so interesting yeah, yeah. so we're gonna just continue to be haunted by sleep demons um also people who are students have psychiatric conditions like anxiety or depression and those with sleep disorders are more likely to experience sleep paralysis episodes think narcolepsy sleep apnea that makes sense. Where the you're students not think right. too just like you don't sleep right. Usually your sleep schedule is wonky and you're yeah, just shoveling caffeine pills yeah. or other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay awake. Finish that paper. Yeah. And then also typically this occurs during the rapid eye movement cycle, the REM yeah. cycle of sleep. And 
your body becomes temporarily paralyzed during this time and it's in order to prevent you from acting out your dreams yeah you know like uh, that makes you be like i mean you've seen dogs running in their sleep sometimes yes yeah so it doesn't always work it doesn't work <laughs> on john either because the number of times <laughs> one time he punched me twice in the back of the head not full strength obviously <laughs> because i would be dead um but it's because he had a dream that johnny knoxville clipped car <laughs> car battery uh whatever clamps to his nipples and john hates having his nipples touched wait you said johnny knoxville yes from this sounds like it could be real yeah so that in his dream johnny knoxville like clamped them on a john john's nipples and so john punched him and so i he woke up to me going why because it woke me up and i was just so confused dude that's so scary oh my god my dad used to do that shit in his 30s like my mom knew never to startle him in his sleep. He was in the Navy. Yeah. So if somebody startled him, he would like just automatically swing. I don't know. What Almost everyone fuck. I know who's in the military. Yeah. Their significant other has like stories of like, if, if I woke him up, they tried to strangle me or like hit me or just. Well, and he used to sleep with his eyes open. Okay. That's fucking freaky. <laughs> did I don't just, know what happened learn how to do that ship? from having like a 24 hour watch where he like. <laughs> I have no idea, but it reminds me of Major Pain. You ever watch that movie? No. Oh my God, it's so funny. I love that movie. Nightmare. I don't know if it's staged well, but it is so goddamn funny. There's a scene where these kids at like a military camp think that he's asleep. He's super fucking innocent, and it's funny. You oh, gotta watch it. Yeah, but that's all it makes me think of. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. You're a little spooky yourself. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so basically, now that we have those little stats about sleep paralysis, that's not the thing that causes the nightmares and the hallucinations. Those are actually called hypnagogic and hypnopompic experiences. So hypnagogic meaning when you are falling asleep mm -hmm. and hypnopompic when you are waking. Okay. So... The hallucinations can happen during that time. That makes sense. Yes. And also in the middle of it is something were to kind of like stir you from your sleep. Yeah. So that's when the bullshit starts. And you need these things to happen in conjunction with sleep paralysis in order to experience the whole, I can't move, but oh my God, there's a sleep demon. That makes kind of stuff. Typically, I don't experience sleep paralysis as an adult anymore, really at all. Mm -hmm. I do experience those two things that you just said but you can but i can move so usually um like w when i would when john and i would sleep together the only reason we don't anymore is just because he works nights for, for everyone listening but um not because we're um but he he would get freaked out because i'd like i'd move or i'd like say things like nope or like leave me alone or get out or whatever because like i would be falling asleep i could still move but i'd start to have those like i'd start to see those things so oh, like, that's interesting start dreaming before i'm falling asleep so i'd wake up and I'd see things. So I'm going to talk about the sleep paralysis part yeah. and what that entails. And I will talk about the falling asleep versus waking from sleep. So there's a difference yeah. in the experience. There can be. I just don't want you to feel attacked because okay. you probably will. Because when I was are reading you about this, to be like people who do this are fucking insane. I felt like I was ticking off all the boxes of why you have sleep problems. Oh, okay, all right, all right. 
So sleep paralysis, it is a temporary loss of voluntary muscle function while you sleep. So like your head, your arms, your hands, legs, blah, 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 whatever. It's controlled by a division of your peripheral nervous system It's the somatic nervous system that is in charge of reflexes. So think like you pull your hand away from a hot stove because you don't want to burn yourself. Yeah. If you feel that it's hot or you get up and run from a sleep demon because that's scary. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Somatic nervous system. Yeah. So the problem with this is that you can be fully conscious in sleep paralysis. Yeah. But you just can't move or speak. Yeah. Right. Because your body still thinks thinks that it's asleep. Yeah, right? your yeah, your somatic nervous system that is supposed to control all that stuff. Yeah, it ran. Not- the, it ran the checks. <laughs> the checks were faulty. <laughs> it was like good to go. <laughs> it's basically put to sleep. Yeah, so you can't do anything about it. Yeah, because your body's trying to protect you from acting out your dreams. You got to start wiggling a, a pinky finger or a toe. That's yeah, you, that's, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, start doing stuff like that. Little things. I read someone online likes to think the name Jesus in their head like 15 times. Oh, weird. And that helps them Usually get out of it. Usually my brain, I'm like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake <laughs> up. It doesn't work, but it's very frustrating. <laughs> I'll have to try Jesus you next. You just like give yourself commands. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Just get up now. Now. Do it now. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so yeah, you can't move or speak. You feel like something is pushing you down, like a weight. You have difficulty breathing, headache, and muscle pain. Ooh headache I don't, it's never been well i do wake up with headaches but never yeah i know yeah, like i'll wake up with a migraine or something but so are we sleep paralysising and not knowing it paralysis para- yeah it's a new word i'll it's, take it. it i'm shakespearing it <laughs> making new words every day yeah and then there's also sweating intense fear and paranormal paranormal <laughs> new paranoia <laughs> we're just <laughs> full of new words today yeah paranoia as if something might be lurking around in your room And the cause for this is poor sleep hygiene, like bad habits. Your room is too hot. So it's stuffy in there. You can't really breathe. Yeah. Whatever. Or you have the TV on. That kind of thing. Why are you looking at me like that? What? (laughs) Everyone should be looking. Look at me like that because (laughs) we have the Great British Baking Show on all the time. Okay. So this is my thing. I think when you have ADHD or a similar type of brain design that you need not necessarily tv but you need a distraction going on when you're trying to sleep so like i'll listen to audiobooks too but if you don't have that then your brain is free to do as it pleases and it's very hard to sleep because your brain is busy doing brain things but if you have something to focus on then it's easier to fall asleep it's so true like i i rarely if ever have silence i oh Um, no yeah i I need to be listening to something mm-hmm. like Jesse turned off a show that we were watching the other day and I was like wrapping presents and he was like, do you want me to turn on some music? I was like, no, I need to listen to people talk. Yeah. Like I, you need, I need, I need stimulation of some kind. Mm-hmm. And even at night, um, I, I need to read something to make my eyes super tired so that I'll just fall asleep. Yep. TV very, very softly in the background. Yes. And it has to be something that I, I, I'm not super invested in. Mm-hmm. So like it, we put the office on a lot cause I've seen it before. If it's yeah. something I'm invested in, I can't it's sleep. Perfect. I'm paying attention. Yes. But yes. like office is like, okay. It's almost like you're hearing your parents talking in the background. You know what I mean? Like just background noise. I always have to have a fan on too. There just needs to be. I love white noise machines yes. or fans being on. I, I like that constant monotonous 
sound. Yes. Jesse doesn't like it. Really? No, it bought, it'll keep him awake. That's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, but he will yeah. fall asleep to the TV or whatever. Okay. So or, you, that's like the compromise. Yeah. yeah. It is a compromise pretty much, but man, forensic files, that shit put me to sleep for years. Thank mm. you. <laughs> John used to fall asleep to fight club, which I think tells you a lot about John. That tells not me that he's everything like, I need to know. There are two different kinds of people who like fight club. He's not the bad kind. No, <laughs> no. Um, John's not problematic. No, he's not. He's not the kind of guy who goes around calling people snowflakes, but no. um, yeah. I mean, well, the older I get, the more I'm like, okay, fight club got some stuff, right? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you it's were not your things. Of, no. Anyways. Fantastic book. Fantastic it is such movie. a good book. Yeah. And, and the movie is one of those few cases where I think the movie is better than the book. And that's very, rare. I really like it. Even Chuck Palanucky, Paladecki, um, Palaniuk. Paliniuk, yes. Even Chucky. Uh, yeah, even he thinks that the movie is better. Really? I, I believe that I read that. No, I didn't I'm going to find out that I was wrong. I'm pretty sure I read an interview where he was like, like I was he's saying he was blown away by how good it was. Ah, that's yeah. interesting. I'm looking because I have one of his, I have a book that he wrote on writing back here somewhere. So I was looking to, to I don't I know, have, I don't know why I'm looking back there. Like he's back there, but. I have Invis- Invisible Monsters somewhere. That is a fantastic novel. Chucky P. Yep. Get at us. Yep. Anyway, poor John will stop picking up. (laughs) (laughs) So causes, again, poor sleep hygiene, the blue lights, your room's too hot, that kind of, I cannot sleep in a hot room. No, it's got to be chilly, but I can't get out of bed in a, like, I need one of those, one of those, um, (laughs) temperature, like timed things. We have a nest and, and we do that. Like it, it goes up to like 72 during the winter in the early morning so that we can, if we get in the shower in the morning, it's not like miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be an ice cube. Mm -mm. And then sleep disorders such as sleep apnea that will not help you at all. Insomnia, narcolepsy, anxiety disorders, bipolar disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, disrupted sleep. Think you're traveling to a different time zone or you're doing a swing shift kind of thing. And then also sleeping on your back. That is an absolute no-no. And I, I can at least confirm this by one friend that I have. Yeah. She has sleep paralysis, cannot sleep on her back. There will be somebody in the corner of her fucking room if she does. Like Same. it is a given. I have to sleep on my side or stomach. If I yes. sleep on my back, it's just, I think it's just cause it's easier for you to like get the full range of the room if you open your eyes. And yeah. So it's like, you also feel more vulnerable because you're like, mm-hmm. you're there's tender parts are like exposed there's literally a sleep demon in here who is um i think in south america i have it on the list i'll look for it after specifically will attack you with your stomach exposed because you're laying on your back yeah after a full meal oh Apparently. that's specifically <laughs> a lot of do seem to like to like sit on your chest i think just because you're feeling the like consciously trying to breathe when you're on when you're paralyzed yeah and like i have a really bad habit of like my my eating habits are crazy like on days that i'm working i won't eat unless like my bosses tell me hey we're going down to lunch like let's go so then i'll go to lunch with them but typically i might not eat until later that night same and then i binge a lot before bed which is bad yes (laughs) exactly i do that a lot and it's like i'm not making up for lost time no (laughs) it's it's like not how it works you have to eat 
Yes. But, I, and but everything then I'm making don't bad choices. Bed. Same. And I'm choosing things that are super, super filling, even though I know it's going to like be painful after. Yeah. Well, I also, though, if I don't eat right before bed, I wake up painfully hungry. <laughs> I, I have to. I can't go that long without if, eating. If I eat before I go to bed, I will wake up starving. But it, not if you don't eat before bed. No. Oh. Isn't that weird? That is very odd. If you know what the, that's about, yeah. <laughs> can you tell us? Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, yeah, I have to. If I don't eat huh. right before I go to bed, if I go more than eight hours without eating, I will wake up like not. Uh, although don't the, do that. the medication I take for insomnia also increases your appetite. Mm. which is a good thing um, because I don't have much of an appetite, but I think that might be why too, because I take it after I've eaten usually. So probably insomnia also causes sleep demons. So Mm. you might want to do something. I am. I'm taking medication (laughs) for it and I don't dream when I take it usually. And I'm I'm a heavy dreamer. If I don't take it, like I, I always have heavy dreams and I remember them, but if I take my medication, it takes, I think probably means I'm not getting the right kind of sleep, but maybe I stay asleep. Usually, usually I can't sleep for more than two hours at a time. And now with it, I can. Yeah. I cannot imagine not being able to stay asleep longer than that. It's like, yeah, I just, I, I, again, I think it's just everyone, you need all types in the tribe when you're living in a non-modern society. So I would have been the type that would get up and stoke the fire and then go back to sleep and like get up and do small bursts of things. It makes me feel better about a lot of things in my life. Yeah. We're just <laughs> not in the right, we're way. not living the right kind of life yeah. for, our, for our brain types. We need to start a commune. I th- get more and more seriously thinking about that every day. <laughs> as long as, as long as there are goats. I just want to live in the woods with goats. It's fine. You guys can join us. Just saying. Yep. So prevention for sleep paralysis basically doing the opposite of all the things i just listed as the cause so stick to a good bedtime routine Mm. make sure you avoid the blue light before sleeping keep the room temp low reduce your stress easier said than done regular exercise getting the right amount of sleep so for the average adult seven to eight hours or whatever you need that's a lot i know right i run on five like exactly five like i really probably need Eight to ten. I'm someone who needs needs a lot of sleep, but like, I, hey, nobody got time for that. Yeah, I think I need at least eight, but I, I'll become overtired. I also feel guilty if I sleep in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, even when I don't have anything going on, I just feel like I've wasted the day. Yeah, I, I do that seven. too. Yeah, I literally said that to Jesse last night. I'm like, I'm a fucking victim to obligation. I gotta get up yes, early. That's a good. I don't it. know why. I feel guilty <laughs> when I nap because yeah. I could be being productive. Damn you, society. Right. Like I got up early this morning. I don't know why. Yeah, my notes were done. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yep. Yep. It's God. Yep. Well, I do need to start getting on a regular schedule again. Yeah, that's hard. Thanks, vacation. Yeah. Um, and then sleep on your side. Do not sleep on your back. And then talk to your healthcare provider. For the love of God, don't be like Big Spoon. Give them a call. Make an appointment. Get yeah. a sleep study. Depending on what your problem is. Yeah. Because who knows? Like, you could just be possessed. <laughs> yes if this is episodic it could be possession or they might want to do a sleep study to see what's actually going on rule out sleep apnea different things like that it could be um like scrooge said in charles dickens just a bit of bad beef poorly digested 
that's what he thinks the ghosts are. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> there might be something to it. Yeah. Food poisoning. Mm. Right? There are, I, I believe there are some foods that are more inclined to making you, I mean, I know if Dream. I consume melatonin or valerian root, like I, I have nightmares, but usually I have some control over them. But if I have, if I take any kind of sleep aid, that's not like, if it's an herbal sleep aid, whoo, man. Okay. Not good dreams. I'm going to be conscious of that the next time I take a melatonin. I didn't take one Try last valerian night. root. Really? That's what we, John and I both tried that for a while and it gave both of us vicious nightmares. Hmm. I have, I have a into the rabbit hole tea if you'd like to try it. It has a whole bunch of different herbs that like blue lotus leaf and valerian root and stuff that's supposed to trigger dreams i'll give it a shot <laughs> i'm curious i'll pull, I'll pull some out yeah. i won't take it with a melatonin do it do i will take it with a melatonin. yes update us afterwards <laughs> yeah and i'll let you know don't yeah. let me forget yeah that's very interesting yeah i'm curious I'm to see so not everyone experiences them but it is i looked it up it is a not an uncommon side effect of valerian and melatonin is nightmares. that's cool yeah well i've always like i love dreaming I just don't normally have good ones. Yeah. They're usually scary in some way. I can I can think of every good dream I've ever had because they're very rare. I remember the first good dream yeah. I ever had when I was a kid. I was so excited that I had a good dream and I came out and I told my mom and I had a dream. I think it, it I must have been after I had first watched Dumbo or something, but I had a dream about oh. an elephant that was balancing on a ball, but there was nothing scary going on. That's all that happened in the dream. That's very cute. Yeah. I was so, I, I was like seven and I vividly remember waking up and being like, oh my God, I wasn't scared of my dream at all. Oh <laughs> my God. You were fucking... <laughs> making me sad oh no i i had a great childhood i just had weird dreams <laughs> yeah but if the one time stood out to you like that much even as a kid who hasn't even had like a lifetime experience of dreams you know i, I there was only one dream that i ever had as a kid and it was getting kidnapped in a box truck and then bad things happened to me and then murdered that's and it's just the same same reoccurring dream like pretty much my entire childhood only that dream and as soon as i got like stabbed which is how i would eventually they would kill me i'd wake up and it just that was the only dream okay yeah so maybe in another episode but i have some friends up from pennsylvania this week the ones having the party yeah. tonight and one of them mentioned to me like talking about other realms and crossing over them by accident because time is like a river yeah. and it's constantly moving and all this other stuff. Our conversation and what you just said would translate to when you were in the dreaming world, you were actually experiencing another timeline. So um, my mom Ew. thought this, like, cause she's very big into reincarnation and that kind of Eastern philosophy. Mm -hmm. So her, her belief is that, um, that's how I died in my most recent life. And she thinks she always said in your most I, recent, the, the little girl who is the reason they call them Amber alerts. She thinks that that is what I was dreaming and that I was that little girl in my last life. Oh, <laughs> I don't know anything about her. I've never looked her up. I, I mean, I know that she died. Mama Jen. Yeah, that's terrifying. I want to talk to you about this a little bit more. <laughs> that is very interesting. I think I must have watched some scary like movie or something behind my parents that had that specific interaction happen, like maybe like a Dateline or something. Yeah, and that like just stuck with me when I was like a baby or something, and so oh, I just always just had that dream. A box truck, box I truck, don't... two men. Yep. 
<laughs> not a good dream. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it anymore. I have oh, not had it gonna as say. an adult ever. Yeah, just as a kid. Well, maybe that now that we're talking about sleep demons, yeah, like, it better not knows. come back. It was very spooky. Yeah, oh, that's right. I totally forgot. Okay, next ghost episode we have. I forgot my EMF detector. <gasps> I'll yeah. bring it over next time. Yeah, we'll make it ghost adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we've gone over talking to your healthcare provider and yes. not pulling a me. Now is where we can talk about the hypnagogic and hypnopompic experience. So hypnagogic, falling asleep, hypnopompic, waking up. Gogic, sleep, pompic, wake up. Yes. It's very fun. I'm going to try and, okay, gog. (laughs) Good luck. Good night. Pomp wakes you up. (laughs) The first word that came to mind was punctual. Yeah. You (laughs) you punctually wake up to your alarm. I guess. So how many alarms do you wake up to? I'm going to count. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same. I need to count. I also have so many alarms. <laughs> oh, my God. You win. I only have five. And one of, um, well, technically six. But the first one is a do not disturb until 3.30 a.m. Because that's when I get up. I So, yeah, I don't. I don't wake up to all the ones that I showed you. Those are just mm-hmm. alarms for different things. So I God have damn. 6.30, which is wakey. 6.40, which is in all caps, you have to get up. 7 o'clock, 7.30, seriously get up. And then 8 o'clock, which is not to wake me up usually, but just to like remind me that I have a certain amount of time before I have to get to work. So yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's actually smart. Yeah. I'll also set different alarms if my staff needs something at a certain time. Yes. So that... I remind myself and I don't forget. That's what most of my alarms are is like, remember yeah. to do this thing. Cause yeah. if I set it in my calendar, I'll just like miss it. It has to be an alarm. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. And then I'll snooze it until I do it. And John will be like, can you fucking do the thing? Cause I'll snooze it for an hour while I'm doing something. And he's like, whatever that alarm is for, you need to do it now. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad in the morning because generally what'll happen is I'll, I'll have a bad night trying to sleep. Yep. Won't fall asleep until I nearly need to get up. Yep. And then I hear Jesse's alarm go off for 730. And I'm like, I should have been at work two and a half hours ago. I have to make that up now. And that's also terrible when you like, yeah. if you accidentally stop instead of snooze and then like just drift off. And I, I read yep. something that said, if you, the sleep that you fall into after you hit snooze, if you're trying to give yourself nine minutes will actually make you more tired. And what you really need to do is get up things. Otherwise it's going to be harder and harder to get up. It's so true. But I'm, I can't, I just need that extra nine minutes or 18 minutes or Cause it feels so good. Or, yeah. That in between of almost asleep. Yeah. Like I was so jealous when Jesse was going to take a nap. I wasn't even tired. Yeah. I was just, we were like, just like, that looks nice. Yeah. It looks cozy. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for naps. No, that's a lie. I hate but, naps, but. <laughs> oh my God. I love naps. My problem is that I always oversleep. So I, I can't do the 20 minute them. nap thing. No, it'll be three hours. Yeah. And then I always feel guilty. Like I've, yep. I've never felt good after a nap. I always feel like a piece of shit, which is stupid. Naps are fine. Take naps. But like, yeah, I'll yeah. feel amazing if it's only a 20 minute nap, but I won't feel satisfied in my brain. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. You need to go the full know. like two or three REM cycles. For yeah. Time. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Whether you are falling asleep or waking up, this is when you can have hallucinations. And it's all 
again around that REM cycle. Okay. So, but again, you can also wake up in the middle of that cycle. So you're in the in-between because of like a sound or somebody moves in bed and then it like can trigger the hallucination. So like basically you, you wake up, but you're still dreaming. Kind of. Okay. Because technically it's not a dream. You feel like you're really experiencing it. Yeah. So REM, that is the part of the sleep cycle in which you are dreaming and that's why your somatic nervous system kicks in yeah um with reflexes and all that stuff um well to it prevents you from reflexing basically okay but now is when you start to do different things usually it's visual so you'll start seeing stuff there's a a litany of things that you'll see you'll smell things you'll taste things you'll feel things and that's what i didn't understand i thought this was all like a visual situation and it super fucking isn't the only one of these i have ever experienced is the auditory so you know what they call like exploding head syndrome yeah it sounds like a shotgun going off yes. in your room. Yeah. I have had that. Scares the piss out of you. Yes. Yeah. Or something even deeper and booming. Like, I don't know if you've ever, um, what do they call that when um, the ground freezes and then it cracks and it, it creates this crazy fucking noise. Ooh. I've seen it shatter windows. Whoa. Here I've, in the North Country. I've heard of that. I don't know what... Here, you've seen it shatter windows here. That's mm-hmm. fucking insane. Yeah, it's fucking I've crazy. never experienced it. I'm I'm familiar with... I don't know what the term is, but I'm, I've heard of it. <sighs> if you guys know what I'm talking about, something quake or whatever. Ground? It's bananas. Freezes and... and- unfreezes quake yeah it's like frost quake frost ice quake? quakes or cryosism i was oh cryosism that sounds like a, <laughs> like a villain or something i was gonna say it's not i was thinking cold snap in my brain but it's i've not. heard cold snap though i have yeah. heard that i don't know if that if that's referring to these or if it just means I like it gets cold when it's not supposed to be cold like in totally the spring totally different but i'm not I don't know. sure very very cool though yeah. Not going to happen here because it's uh 50 degrees out in December. Um the weather is kind of ridiculous. I believe it was on NPR that I heard that this is set to be the warmest year on on record. Isn't it fucking crazy? Like I said, the end is not going to be a nuclear bomb. It's going to be slowly increasing weather and a cough that doesn't go away. A cough that doesn't go away? Yeah. Just persistent. <laughs> There's so many people that have like a persistent cough now. Yes. Yeah. Persistent cough. Yeah. Over consumerism. Slowly warming temperatures. It's going to be slow. Wow. That's kind of like putting me in an interesting thought mode. Thinking about it that way. Because I was thinking of pandemic stuff. Yeah. And then I was just thinking about what we're doing to the air quality in general. It's It's not good. I think the problem is that it requires something for people to really take action. It requires something really seismic. And the problem is when we reach seismic, it's too late. Yeah. And instead Mm. we're just kind of the frogs in the pot. 
Yeah, I think we're very reactive to things. I mean, it's human. Instead it's of not being to shame anyone. We're, it's but, human nature. But, yeah. Um, but still, it's a very. It's, it's not until it's in your face that you're going to do something about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It 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 has begun. Not yeah. scary at all. No, we're fine. Back to sleep, demons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, auditory things. Like I said, exploding head syndrome, but. You can hear random sounds or really high-pitched sounds. Ooh. Yeah, I don't really like that. Um, I've also heard buzzing and static, but, like, very quick. Nothing that lasts. I've heard the static before, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you have your white noise machine or a TV on in the background with nothing playing, but really none of that's happening. (laughs) You can also hear popping and sometimes unidentifiable sounds, as well as voices. Ew. I've heard voices before, but yes. again, definitely like half asleep, kind of like toe in the dream world mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I mean, it's freaky, but I, you also like wake up and like, okay, that was like I was still dreaming. Yeah. yeah. Like where we are here, sometimes I'm like, oh, neighbors. It's easy to play it off and say it was the neighbors too, because it, it often could be. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being in your head. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll have some visual stuff. So geometric, geometric patterns. So shapes are pretty common, apparently. Interesting. Yes. And you'll also see like really bright colors and flashes and stuff. Seen flashes, yeah. Yeah. And so the geometric patterns think kaleidoscope. I do see that actually. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I feel like I have as a kid, but never as an adult, maybe. I don't know. But maybe my brain's just like trying to put shit together. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then sometimes people and animals. So <laughs> I don't think those. I've ever seen an animal. That's kind of freaky. Yeah. I guess people's freaky too, but. One of the sleep demons is an animal. So I guess whatever. But yeah. Uh, and also like you have a pile of clothes in the corner of your room. All of a sudden that's a dog with red eyes staring that's at you. Usually there's I just the other night, actually. So we have a, a poster bed so you can hang. Um canopy if you want we used to have canopy but we don't have it hung up anymore because it's just inconvenient but so sometimes when you're cleaning up you'll like hang a hoodie on the poster and i can't go to sleep with it up there so i mentioned the other night i was like picking up and there were hoodies hanging on the poster and i took them down and i was like i can't sleep with those there and john was like why not and i was like you don't ever wake up and think oh my god there's a person there and he's like no seriously that that's not a crazy thing like that's a completely plausible thing you wake up and you look in the corner and you think that that's a person i'm like that yeah every fucking day i go downstairs and i set up the coffee pot and as soon as i walk away to go let it do its thing for 15 minutes in the corner of my eye I can still see the coffee pot. I always think it's my cat. It, yeah. I have it's a black just, cat, but you can't trust it. That's why you can't trust. <laughs> the other day I got out of the shower and I like had my towel on and I saw out of the corner of my eye. So I have a dragon tattoo on my shoulder and the head comes up on my shoulder. <laughs> so out of the corner of my eye, I see this giant fucking bug on my shoulder <laughs> And I almost broke my neck trying to get out of the shower. Like, what the fuck is that? And then I realized it was my tattoo. I'm like that. If I die that way, <laughs> please lie to people and tell them I was like fighting off crime or something. Not that I slipped in the shower because my tattoo scared me. Can we let it slip later? <laughs> no, please. It happens all the time. I just forget I have a tattoo somewhere. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's a tattoo. I've done that before. <laughs> yeah. I literally have a beetle, like a scarab beetle on my arm. Yep. I have 
freaked myself out a couple times yep. when it was new. Oh my god, it's so big! What is yeah. it? <laughs> Why is it so big? It's holding a sun. What's going on? On, on a more like just fat kid level, I have <laughs> I have a very faint birthmark on my thigh that's like it almost looks like if you like I used to eat a lot of chocolate pudding. You know where this is going. Um <laughs> The number of times in my teen years that I would be like, oh, I dropped chocolate pudding on my thigh and I try and like lick it off, but I couldn't because it was like a birthmark. You are so amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. I guess I would have tried to do the same thing. It's, it's just, it looks like a chocolate smear, but it's not a very faint chocolate smear. Like you can barely see it, but it's just a little brown, little brown stain on my leg. It's a birthmark, it's a but birthmark. maybe one day. But maybe one day I'll look <laughs> it and chocolate will be there. I don't know if I'm flexible enough to reach it anymore, but I don't know. You look pretty bendy. I'm I'm, I'm only bendy in the slouchy sit at the computer for eight hours a day way. <laughs> you did refer to yourself as Gumby once. I, I have. Once today. Yes. I <laughs> I don't remember who first called, referred to me as Gumby. I think it happened after when. Steve Carell in the office oh. called, or uh, Michael in the office called Jim. He said, Jim, you have like you, a body like Gumby or whatever. <laughs> and then I started hearing it from other people because they thought they were so, so fucking funny. I get it. Tall, <laughs> tall and thin and bendy. Gumby was my favorite. Yeah. Gumby's freaky. One. Oh, claymation yeah, is, claymation terrifying. is a crime against God. It's terrifying, but I love it. Mm-mm. Well, it's kind of spooky. Crime against God. God abandoned us and it was because of claymation. God abandoned me because I made a short claymation film. Did you really? That hasn't happened yet. No. Oh, okay. I was no, but say, I will get out to make it official that he's abandoned me. I'll just make a claymation. <laughs> just um, need the evidence. Ridiculous. So what else do we have? <coughs> oh, so olfactory. So mm-hmm. smells. Basically, scents can vary, and they can seem out of place or familiar, but typically, it's something rotting. Like sulfur, rotten eggs, rotten meat. have been over this before. To me, one of the scariest things you can add to a horror movie or to a book is, like, there's just something terrifying about a bad smell. Yeah, I completely agree. I, It's... Well, even like what John was saying the other day when I was talking about my back. Yeah. So Riley and her <laughs> husband came over on Christmas and we got Indian Grill and watched Violent Night. And Riley mentioned something about the demon in her back. And now John smells sulfur spots in the living room. It wasn't me. It wasn't here before. You came here. <laughs> it might be my back demon. It's probably your know. back demon just oozing spores all over our house. It is weird. I'm just not I sure. don't smell them, but I, we've also been over the fact that I have no sense of smell. I super do not either. It's like, popping gasoline. <laughs> I love the smell of gasoline. It's so good. I can smell gasoline. <laughs> one day we'll make candles and we will have one. I still have <laughs> the, burnt, like the burnt dollar bill. That's um, a great smell. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. So, I do wonder if other dollar bills would smell differently, oh, though. So we got to burn several. Yes. So we didn't burn a whole dollar bill. We just have one dollar bill that we burned the corner of. Yeah. Turns out they're actually highly flammable. We were a little surprised. Super it, flammable. It lit up fast. That was a good time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> John came down, came in the next morning. I was like, why is there a burnt dollar bill on the table? I'm like, Riley and I were experimenting. Make a candle. <laughs> <laughs> now he just puts up with it. Yeah. It's just understood that that's going to happen. Did hide all the lighters. It's fine. <laughs> I bought two. <laughs> one's red and one's blue. 
<laughs> just saying oh and they're nice because they have the short little like neck to them so they reach nice yeah thanks walmart yeah not sponsored uh <laughs> so yeah rotting stuff super fun and then somatic so the feeling you can feel weightlessness and floating and falling and things crawling all over your body so that's actually kind of dangerous because if you start having that hallucination and then you do gain your mobility back and you're still deep in that hallucination, you can scratch yourself and cause a lot of problems. So it's not a good time. That's, I mean, I think most people have experienced at least the falling thing when you feel yeah. like you're falling and you like oh, jerk yourself awake. I have definitely done that. Yeah. yeah. And that's my, my brother has experienced the somatic stuff more than anyone I know with, we've talked about the, the sleep demon that he and I, uh, or sleep vision that he and I have shared. His is much more intense than mine, but he has felt things. You corrected yourself and crawling over him. And it is in fact a sleep demon. I am convinced. It's very, it's very odd. I, the night after we talked about it and um, it was Thanksgiving and realized after I just, he described his thing and I thought it sounded different than my thing. And I described my thing and we determined it was the same. It's a, it's a classic. We'll talk about some of the things that people typically see. And it is a, is a classic night demon thing. So again, I think it's just a shared common experience, but the night after we talked about it, I couldn't sleep all night. Cause I was just, you know, you're, it's in your head. So, you know, you're going to experience sure, it. Yeah. I had just started to fall asleep. I slept with the lights on that night, by the way, didn't fall asleep till 6am. Cause I was just like, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't sleep. Um, but I just started to fall asleep and I felt, I think it was just a blanket shifting, but I thought I, in my like half asleep, sense i felt something like pull the covers back and i jerked myself awake going nope (laughs) (laughs) and then i decided that i was not going to sleep (laughs) i I noped myself right out of that one that's usually what i do though if i start to like experience something freaky you just know i I just say nope or leave me the fuck alone i'll like wake up and be like nope or like fuck off you're talking to something that's yeah i'm just like i know it's my brain but i'm just like like can you fucking let me rest like go away that would scare the shit out of me (laughs) no way i'm i feel so lucky i haven't had these experiences i just have nightmares if anything nightmares aren't fun either though no but at least i'm not awake and living it (laughs) Like, (laughs) like some people uh and like we said not necessary not necessarily hereditary but it is interesting that you and your brother have it's and i've talked to both of my parents who have not neither of my parents have had Mm. anything like that um which is very interesting because i asked my dad he that night when i was staying up because i couldn't sleep and at like 4 a.m or so he came downstairs to get a drink of water and i heard him downstairs i was like oh good someone's finally up so i don't have to be alone and i came downstairs (laughs) and I was like, have you ever experienced things in the night? And he like was very confused and said, no. And then he went back to bed <laughs> and in, the, in the morning. He, <laughs> he was like, what was that? And I was like, I was just curious. And you know, everything's scarier at like between, sure. between two and 4am. Absolutely. Everything's more scary. Nothing so, is awake, like, but you and the yeah. demons. Yep. So the lights so, were on. <sighs> no, thanks. I'm good. So. Yeah. <laughs> causes for these hallucinations during the falling asleep and waking stage alcohol mm. or drug use even prescribed ones so that's something to be yeah kinda paying attention to side effects letting your doctor know insomnia anxiety stress narcolepsy mood disorders such as bipolar or depression and epileptic seizures so a lot of it is the same 
as sleep paralysis itself, which is, you know, I guess that's understandable, but it's these two things combined that will start causing problems for you. And you're going to be paralyzed in your bed with a spooky sleep demon happening. So prevention, again, go to bed when you're exhausted, avoid stressful thoughts if possible. So distract yourself with something that you can still kind of fall asleep to. Yeah. Even if that's a noise machine, I think that's great. Or falling yeah. asleep to a book, whatever, fuck it. Yeah, whatever works for you. Screw your electric bill, leave the light on. I yeah. Don't care. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then sticking to a routine. So a good sleep schedule with good sleep hygiene, like a cool room, a dark room if possible. Yeah. Avoid substances that could be causing the hallucination, so alcohol or recreational drugs or even prescribed ones, but that's something you need to talk to your doctor about. Yeah. And then lastly, talk to your healthcare provider. (laughs) I'm going to- Big spoon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To prevent your sleep demons, but that way they can kind of see like what might be causing it. And if it is stress and anxiety, they might- recommend different things like therapy yeah. in order to help you or just a little bit more exercise, doing yoga, meditation, something. Yeah. You know, everybody's different and something will work for you. It's just finding out what that is. Yeah. So, and that's pretty much it. Other than that, I just have sleep demons, but I really want to hear what you have for me. So... Um, one of the things, so the first thing I want to bring up to kind of tie off what you were saying that I saw when I was looking up. So I used mostly Reddit because I just wanted to hear spooky stories and Reddit's the Reddit place to go is for that. Perfect. Absolutely. Uh, but before I get to that, I want to share that sleep paralysis and sleep, uh, the, the experiences that you see is, has been found to be tied to cultural beliefs. So where you live and what the beliefs are in the region where you live can influence the frequency of sleep paralysis and sleep demons. Egypt being, this is off the top of my head because I didn't write the number down, but I believe the rate in Egypt, I want to say was 60%. It was very high of of experiences in Egypt because they believe in the jinn. And the jinn is considered to be a frequent perpetrator of sleep paralysis. That's interesting. So what you're experiencing is, is, you know, not sleep paralysis, but a jinn haunting you. Because as we covered in one of our early episodes, jinn are, um, in some beliefs, a form of a demon. Yes. But there are many different kinds of jinn, so not all jinn are evil. But, right. yeah, so Egypt is a, is a place that has a high frequency of these experiences because of their cultural beliefs. And if you're scared of it and you're thinking about it, the likelihood of it happening is higher. So you're, of like, course. manifesting it, essentially. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I'm getting flashbacks of watching The Wishmaster as a kid, which I'm pretty sure the like big baddie in the movie is supposed to be a djinn. Oh. Um, and there's a, a lot having to do with sleep in the film from what I remember, but I could be wrong. It makes sense. I've never seen it, but based on... It's a very... <laughs> it's like not a B-horror film. It's just like an old school like yeah. horror movie or whatever. But that is interesting. And it's so funny because I was looking up sleep demons that are common in other culturals or in other cultures but culturally i have not seen anything about egypt in here yeah why is that i don't know i'm trying to remember where like, i, I should have thought of jinn egypt um jinn was a really common reoccurring thing that i saw on reddit and i'm just gonna look up real quickly because to sleep paralysis because i did not save the source where i read it hmm. so among 
Egyptian students. Okay, so research has found that sleep paralysis is associated with great fear and fear of impending death in 50% of sufferers in Egypt. So um, the cause of the fear, that's where I got the number, 50%. Ah. But I did I did see in many different things that it's more common in places like where, where like Egypt where it's more common. So like in one of the studies I saw, I don't have the numbers, so I'm not going to share it, but was that they compared, I think, the Netherlands to Egypt and the the rate of these experiences in Egypt was significantly higher than it was in the Netherlands, just because of the cultural beliefs tied to yeah. what you're experiencing and the fear of it. And so they tend to see like a common thing that you would see is an Anubis kind of dog, like oh. a black dog with red eyes, which is cool. A jackal. Yeah. That's fucked um, up. It's very, it's very interesting. And I also, when I was searching through Reddit, came across a lot of, so a lot of the posts about sleep paralysis, I didn't save any of them because um, I didn't want to get too much into the religious aspect of it. But a lot of the posts I saw came from, um, there was a very popular one on the Christian Orthodox, uh, Orthodox Christian thread, and just people trying to kind of tie science and, and beliefs together. And a lot of them saying basically, why not both? It could be that sleep paralysis is a all these scientific things and also be that those things are caused by demonic entities or whatever. Yeah. So two of the common sleep paralysis demons that I saw were the hat man, who is a dark figure wearing a brimmed hat, <laughs> and um, the night hag, which is, I think, what the, the is a very, very common thing, and that's tip, what my brother and I see is just basically a, a, a woman with long, dark hair wearing a black dress old kind of old timey black dress and just kind of hunching over your bed but how would one not think it's not a ghost yeah like i would just assume that yeah it's uh, my brother's experience is very unique in that he only experienced it in one location i've had a i've had these experiences since i was a kid it's like mine is very classic um sleep night terror slash sleep paralysis which again i haven't had sleep paralysis in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. It was more of a thing that happened to me as a kid. But just kind of having those, um, as you're going falling asleep and as you're waking up, kind of like starting to dream, but you're still kind of conscious kind of things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, Michael really only experienced it in one, when he was living in one place that we lived in. Oh, it's because she followed you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, it's, it, I did just learn from my sister-in-law that, so I mentioned that I have a specific house that I frequent in my dreams and I call it the bad place cause it's like not a good house. It's scary. It's this old home with lots of bad things in it. So not a real house you've been in before. No, it's just a, just it is a place the that, dream house. yes. And apparently he has the same house. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, we're experiencing insidious, um, <laughs> yeah, you told me about that recently and it still makes my skin crawl. It's really interesting. But again, Ugh. I think it's pretty easy to rationalize as these are classic terror things. So it's pretty easy to say, well, we've probably seen enough horror movies and read enough stories and whatever that we're both manifesting this. And again, his, his, I don't, from my understanding was not something that he experienced as a child. I've, it's just kind of always been something that I've experienced. It's st- I still just find it a little weird that you both have a dream house it is very interesting i don't know if it's if it looks the same or not because it's hard to describe have you, know you guys I mean? like tried drawing pictures of it before he doesn't like talking about it because it, oh. it it from i, I think because that. i've always had it so for me and in mine he experienced a lot more somatic things which is way freakier i've experienced very little somatic 
like things. I very rarely get touched by them or feel things. So like for me, it's pretty easy to say, no, I'm just, you know, I'm falling asleep and I see a shadow and I think it's something. It's a lot harder to rationalize some of the things he's experienced, which again, probably sleep sleep paralysis, but it's a lot scarier. So like for him, it's, he doesn't, he doesn't want to talk about it and risk re-manifesting it, which I totally understand. Yeah, I know. I kind of wasn't sure if we should even talk about They don't listen to the podcast, so it's fine. I don't think it's, it's not like it's. Um, well, a, even a for you, thing. you know, uh, like I, I, I'm not it, you welcome I, them now. <laughs> no, well, so I think I've told you about this before. I don't want to spend this whole podcast talking about my specific experiences, but I do. Um, I <laughs> did have a dream. I think it was sometime this year. I think it was very early this year, maybe late last year, but I had a dream where it was just a very classic, scary dream. And I was in the house and I was, um, just terrified and one of the we'll call it a shadow creature that has been in present in many of my dreams kind of stepped out of the dream and offered me its hand and said yes you'll be safe with me like I come with me I'll protect you and so I took its hand and it protected me and I when I woke up in the morning I again I think I was just sleeping funny on my hand but I I had a very fine like rash like not like bumpy rash though just fine little red dots all over the hand that I had grabbed this, like held hands with this creature with. Um, and again, I, I, I'm sure it was a combination of me sleeping funny and then having that. But shortly after I had COVID for the second time, I think, and I had a fever of 106. And so I was at home. And when you have a fever that high, your brain starts to do funny things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like having feverish hallucinations because um, I, was, I was in the bathroom in the tub trying to cool down with the lights off because like my eyes hurt because I was burning up (laughs) and so the lights were off so I was like seeing things because I was half asleep feverish freaking out and then I convinced myself I was like oh my god I like let this entity into my life (laughs) and now (laughs) and now I've fucked up why did I take its hand like obviously like that's not what I was just fever dreaming it but it was yeah like literally like shortly after like the the fever happened so it was, it was just funny but yeah that yeah. does I definitely think there's a good possibility you fell asleep on your hand yes just because like I just broke a lot of blood vessels that's what happened yeah. and it just like if manifested you, in the dream yeah if you have a tourniquet on like the right amount of pressure to do a blood draw or um even more tightly to prevent like excessive bleeding. Yeah. You'll get petechiae around that yeah. site. Yep. You'll also see this in strangulation victims mm-hmm. or people that have had seizures. They get petechiae all around their eyes. Yeah. Just little, little red, little red dots. dots. Blood they go, they go away. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I tend to sleep with my like hands clawed, like yeah. or curled like under my chin. I do the so. same thing. Is that how I ended up with my friend? <laughs> I actually just recently read about those. I don't remember what they're called, but they're like a lot of people have them and it's basically a non-malignant bone growth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Were you telling me about that? Possibly. I like to share things when I learn about them. So. Yeah. I wonder if you specifically looked into it. Cause so we talked about what we're friend. talking about for those who can't see is when you have a bump on the top of your, on the top of your hand close to your wrist, and that I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, non-malignant bone growth. But the other one doesn't have it. Yeah, it just sucks when it gets like caught around some things. Yeah, in my tendons hand and, and I stuff. Can't move it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, bony growth. Yeah, thanks friend. a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure I was just sleeping funny, had a mixed dream, but it was definitely one of those things where I woke up and I was like, "That's odd." <laughs> yeah, that would freak me out, dude. Like, I don't. 
I, I, I don't remember. I think I took a picture of it to send John. I'll have to look and see if I can find it. It was Ugh. very faint, but it was just still again, slept funny, weird. If I was more, a slightly more superstitious person, I would have been like, oh, I've been touched by something. Well, I also love that you were probably sleeping on your hand funny and your brain converted that into finding comfort in a sleep demon. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a demon so much as a shadow. Sleep shadow shadow figure dream shadow yeah it was it was like a it was like a person <laughs> it was like the shadow in peter pan like it was like a person that was just a shadow oh god but like kind of like a smoky shadow that's still creepy yeah but it was it just held me and i was safe and then i woke up oh yeah that's kind of cute thanks shadow <laughs> so i'm going to read a few of these experiences that people shared on reddit um and they're some of them are really freaky and some of them are, are pretty standard. I'm going to, I'm not going to read all of them word for word. Some of, some of them are very long, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try if they, the person kept their account, I will share the name of their account also. So cool. Um, the first one that I saved was from Sahenly on Reddit. And this is from a Reddit thread from 10 years ago about uh, the biggest thread that I could find about sleep paralysis and Ooh. just people sharing all of their experiences. So it goes deep. It does. There's some really interesting, interesting experiences on here. So, and uh, again, they're so similar. It's just a shared, I think when you're sleeping, it's very common to see shadowy things and kind of interpret them as a, is a thing that you would regularly see in real life. So like seeing it as an old hag or as a man with a hat makes sense because those are things that you're going to see you know, you're, you're manifesting something that might be kind of spooky to you, but something that you'd also can tie to a real life thing. Makes sense. Yeah. Just like, uh, people seeing like green gremlins is really common too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of that. I just didn't realize it was common. According to the number of posts on Reddit saying that they've seen them, I'm going to, I'm going to go with common. I don't, I don't have a statistical number, but like good to know more than one. (laughs) So This person says, I've only experienced it three times, but my first time was the worst. I've never had any visual encounters, but when it happened the first time, I was laying on my left side and started to feel that pressure on my chest. When I realized I was paralyzed and started panicking, something whispered in my ear, just coming in to say goodnight. That's when I felt like something was pushing me towards the edge of my bed. Terrifying shit. Ellie. No. And they were on their side. Yeah, they were doing they were doing it right, and it's still okay. So this one, <laughs> this one was very interesting, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of the dream I had with the the good, what I'll call good shadow figure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from someone called the Doctor Explains. So I'm going to summarize this because it's pretty long, but this person has a long history of sleep paralysis and their response when they experience it has always been rage, just uncontrollable rage. They've never experienced this kind of rage when they're awake, but as soon as it's like an instinct thing, like they realize that they're, they're experiencing sleep paralysis and they get fucking enraged, which wow. I get because sometimes yeah. terror, that's the a response to terror. Makes sense. So this person says they're not superstitious. They've always believed that their sleep disorders, paralysis, lucid dreaming, etc., were neurological in nature, which makes sense because there's a lot of evidence that it is. But this night, something different happened and kind of changed their beliefs. So they'd had out of like small little out of body experiences before. Generally, like a limb will pop out or they're sitting up and leaving their body laying down. Just kind of generic out of body experiences. Okay. This occurred after many of these experiences. So they were not afraid or shocked by the experience at this point because it was pretty normal for them. They were trying to fall asleep. And they felt their arm, you know, fall through the bed. Obviously, their physical arm was still laying on the bed. Um, And usually when they would have that experience, they would just pick their arm up and 
you know, quote unquote, pull it out of the bed. But this time they were curious on how long it would last. So they started waving their arm around inside the, the nothingness that their arm had fallen into. And then their shoulder slipped through, which they thought was kind of new and exciting. They moved their fingers around, swung their arm around some more, and then consciously attempted to push their head through the bed. And it worked. What they saw was nothing. And this is a quote. I don't mean I couldn't see, but it was as if something was in fact nothing in this place. It must sound totally bonkers right now. So they could feel though that there was something in this space far away. Their fear, still no fear at this point and very curious. So they tried to reach out as far as they could to try and feel what, see what they like reach out and see what they could feel out there. Their legs slipped and then the rest of their torso slipped. Their other arm slipped and their hips started to fall in. So at the very last moment when their their left leg was all that was stuck in, you know, the quote unquote reality realm Um, and it was about to go, they realized that what they were reaching for was not a thing they wanted to interact with. And then they felt intense fear and rage, like nothing they've ever experienced. They tried to pull back, but they couldn't. There was nothing they could do. They tried to swing their leg back up to smash into their body, but it just stretched down. It was like being pulled into a void. Their other knee slipped and nothing but their foot and ankle and part of their left hip were holding them, holding them quote unquote up into reality at this point. This is what they're, what they're feeling. So at the last second, something reached in, grabbed their shoulder and yanked them back up like they were nothing. And they can't really explain it. It just felt like a solid hand, a very powerful hand that belonged in the realm that they were entering, reached in and lift them up with, in their words, all the difficulty of lifting a cotton ball. I slammed back into my body with a feeling of finality as if to say, no fucking way I'm letting you fall into that. And then they fell directly into a state of sleep paralysis. And this is the first time that they just laid there and didn't experience any fear or rage or try and move. Their instincts told them that whatever was holding them down and, you know, the the feeling that you get when you're having sleep paralysis sometimes sometimes that something's holding you down was there because they were protecting them from something that they they do not ever want to understand. Oh, my God. This is so... (laughs) So beyond regular this person shared this response to someone else who shared a short blurb basically saying that they always feel this like old basically the old hag standing over them and they refer to her as the bitch like i always see (laughs) i always see the bitch and so they say um again a direct quote near the end but i can tell you for absolute certainty that if what i was falling into was your quote-unquote infinity because they were saying that the bitch always keeps them from falling into infinity that they want to experience you want nothing to do with what's on the other side of it and your quote-unquote bitch might just be doing what they're doing to save you from it think about it just for a minute i'll take a superstitious lane what would it feel like to have your soul locked into your body so that it couldn't be pulled out probably a lot like paralysis i still wish i could think it very insidious wow. kind of vibes. Like yeah. you slip out of your body and then like, so something was like, nope. But it also like, again, going back to the neurological reality of it, like there's probably, you're like, cause sometimes you feel like you're floating when you're starting to fall asleep. So maybe they're kind of like, they're pulling themselves back out of the dream, but very, very spooky experience. That is horrifying. Yeah. Actually. I've never experienced anything like that. No, <laughs> I have never felt like the void right now. What I'm picturing is stranger things like 11 is in the blackness and there's nothing around her. She's the only thing illuminated. And Ooh, have you seen that? I haven't. I've only seen, the, <laughs> I think the first season of stranger things, it's very MK ultra, but it's, <sighs> well, I envision, it's just like, void. you, when you, 
fall into nothing and just like the kind of nothingness where like you scream, but your voice is just gone because there's nothing to absorb it. There's nothing to like reflect a vacuum. the sound. Yes. I'm just kind of envisioning like, whew. That's spooky. fucking scary. Yeah. Well, thank your sleep demon for keeping your soul in your body. Yeah. Because maybe that's what was leaving. Yeah. But like you said, insidious, you're you, what makes you yeah. that stuff going to the further. Yeah. You're abandoning your meat far. suit before you're supposed to abandon it. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave your meat suit. No. <laughs> as much as meat suits might suck, you do need it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole Oh, I, I love Reddit. because The fun thing with Reddit is, obviously, you never know when someone's being genuine or not. And even if they are being genuine, you don't know, like, obviously. Or they're just a really incredible writer. Yes. And I, yeah. think, I think a lot of Reddit is just incredible writers. But it's fun to pretend, as long as it's not happening to you. Yeah. I have a very bad feeling that that happened. Yeah. To it's, that person. It's very... <laughs> Um, it's very spooky. I, I, I'm very grateful that like I've had some freaky dreams and stuff, but for me, it's, it's always been pretty easy to disengage and be like, yep, that was a dream, whatever. That was sleep paralysis, whatever. Very rarely have I had something kind of like follow me into reality where I'm still freaked out. Yeah. Now that we're talking about it, do you ever wake up from a dream? Like very emotional besides the anger? Yes. Oh, cause I have, I think we've talked about like my dreams, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little more control. I used to lucid dream at one point. So when I stopped, the time that I stopped having the dreams that I explained that I had when I was a kid is when I learned how to lucid dream. And this is going to sound fucked up, but it's not because like I, I knew I was dreaming. But when I was a kid and I, I realized I put two and two together that whenever I, the men would murder me in my dream, I'd wake up. And that for some reason clicked something in my head that if I die in my dream, I get to wake up. So I started lucid dreaming where as soon as I I didn't have control over the dream Uh totally like it would still be a scary dream but I would have enough control where I'd be like okay I'm gonna kill myself and I'll wake up and so I would just escape all of my dreams as a kid by like killing the dream me you know like being able to wake myself up out of the dream that's very dark it's interesting because part of me is like again not advocating for any kind of self-harm but I wonder if that's what when you die in like what if you're this is another another layer of dream and you die and you wake up we're not gonna find out no <laughs> i am not curious enough to experiment but i've always wondered if that's like because no, you ever had the dream you have a dream and you wake up in the dream and then you're actually in another dream and you haven't actually woken up and then like that's i get so yeah it's like off. inception-y yeah yes oh well i've had that happen where something's really scary and then something happens to make me think, oh, like that's none of that was real. Yeah. Like I'm not thinking that it was a dream in my dream, but like none of that was real. No, this is the normal. Yes. Like we're good now. Fine. Yeah. And then something super fucked up happens. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time I'll end up only remembering bits and pieces. But for me, I wake up a lot like crying and nearing the level of screaming. And Jesse will have to like, wrangle me and he's yeah tell me like everything's okay but i'm like fighting him because i'm still and do you not remember like not really like what happened you just know that you woke up upset and not knowing why yep i I mean sometimes i do remember but the dreams that i do remember i don't wake up crying or yelling from yeah the ones that i do cry and yell from i just know something really violent happened but i have no idea what it is that you know it's the same for me yeah usually i the dreams that i remember i kind of like 
passively wake up from, but the few times that like I'll sit up like full body screaming. Fucking squirrel scared me. There's a mirror <laughs> over here, and I just like see something in the tree. <laughs> it's I'm coming so for sorry. us. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was just curious, not to get off track, but like, there's just no reason for it. Like, I just I don't know what it is, and it sucks that I can't remember. But maybe, maybe I don't want to. Yeah, I maybe, don't know. maybe you're processing because I know that. Um, we don't fully understand still why we need sleep. Like we know what it does for us, but we don't understand why that's what we, what's, what's required to recuperate things really. Yeah. Like sleep still, there's some vagaries around sleep. Yeah. Um, at I least mean, to my understanding, I just think of it as like memory storage. Yeah. Some, and it's the same with a computer. Like you can't that. run a computer 24 seven. Right. You got to shut it down sometimes. Yeah. But why, why can't we just, yeah. Nap? Yeah, exactly. Here and there. And why isn't that the norm? Why do we even need that at all? Yeah. Like, why Why do most beings need to sleep? I don't know. It's very interesting. It's the recovery thing, but why is that what's needed for recovery? So, so fascinating. Hmm. Um, I'll have to do just a sleep episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. We'll wear funny pajamas. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, that's, that's fun. fun. I like that. I like that. The sleepover episode. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. So. This one was fun because there's there's three of them and one the last one is is delightful. So <laughs> this was posted by all caps. Send me your feet pics. <laughs> they have had three sleep paralysis events in their life. The first one, they saw a cat-sized shadow creature at the base of their bed that slowly crawled up onto their sheets and then finally onto their chest. It made them uncomfortable. Mm. The second one, they saw a shadow man walking around their room, disappearing behind their open door. That was the freakiest one. Yeah. This one is the best. They saw a couple of surreal looking penguins walking around their bedroom. I can say for a fact, I've never experienced anything like that. Animals. Yeah. But like penguins. It's weird. A penguin's never going to freak me out. Maybe they just fucking love penguins. Yeah. I don't know. Very delightful. That's funny. Yeah. I like it. Thanks for the lighthearted one. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, so here's another one. Deleted account, so I don't know who originally posted it. But I've gotten mine so frequently that I don't even freak out about it anymore. It's still scary, but not nearly as much as it used to be. The first few hallucinations were awful. A little creature eating something on my floor. I blink. Now it's right next to my face, chewing on something, and oh. whispers, remember me. Ew. Uh-uh. Oh, I don't like that. Mm-mm. It's a very Stephen Not King. a fan. Yes, I it is. Like it. it is. <laughs> oh. An old lady standing over my head and whispers, darling. I told my mom about that one and she asked if it was my late grandma. No, it was evil. <laughs> <laughs> like dead ass. Not my nope. grandma. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Oh, Darling. Darling. I don't like that. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I love that as a term of endearment. Yes. I think it's really cute. Yes. Depending on who it's coming from. Not from somebody standing over you. Yeah. No. Not from a sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> no. If a cashier calls me darling or honey, usually I'm like, I, I, it depends though. It's depends. I, I'm definitely like, there's a prejudice behind it because if it, if it's like, if it's a 25 year old man, I'm like, okay, that was weird. Unless he has a British accent, in which case it's like, okay, that, that just fits the culture. Yes. If it's a little old lady, adorable it just depends entirely on like yes yeah but like old lady versus old hag 
over your bed. Yes. Versus checkout Context lane. is important. Yes. <laughs> Context is very important. Darling can be sweet. It yes. can also not be. <laughs> it can also be terrifying. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Those are spooky. Yeah. I... I don't know. I really want to go down a rabbit hole now. So, um, I, this is the last one I'm going to share. And this one is actually more of an analysis of sleep paralysis and then saying how you can try and get there yourself if you want to. Wait, like put yourself in a condition to experience. So it basically, if you want to lucid dream, you, there's a chance you can also kind of put yourself the, the first portion of getting into lucid dreaming is, and is creating sleep paralysis for yourself basically because you have to be conscious as that happens so wait if you just do all the fucked up bad sleep habits i think th- you have to be consciously trying to do it because otherwise you're just gonna like it has to be intentional it has to be intentional because you have to know what you're doing okay. otherwise you're just gonna have a bad time <laughs> so Tell me more um this person says they made an account just for this post there and it's mom Chevy spaghetti, mom's Chevy spaghetti. Cute. So they say they're a seasoned lucid dreamer and the demon and other evil presences that they're, that everyone's referring to are actually known as in caps, the stranger phenomenon. So first they kind of break down a little bit of the history and kind of going more into the science that you were talking about. And I, I have not researched to see if how much of this is like written in any kind of scientific documentation, but it ties and makes sense with what you were saying. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that it, it, it tracks in my brain back in the day when we were cavemen, you know, even maybe even before we were homo sapiens, humans used to wiggle around when they slept because their brains were still active. So like kind of like when you see a dog running in its sleep. Yeah. Predators that would be on the hunt would see a wiggly human that isn't putting up any contest and eat them. That was a problem. So our brains came up with a way to make sure our bodies would be safe for a certain time period. So in order to look dead and therefore not stand out to a predator, every night before you go into a deep sleep, your body makes sure your body's going to stay still. And it does this. And I, I don't know if this happens more with men, but I can say with pretty much everyone I've ever dated and you're falling asleep with like men and they twitch a lot. Like mm-hmm. I twitch sometimes, but like I they twitch too. a lot. So John like full body spasms all the time. And so to the point where like sometimes I don't want to cuddle with him because like he's hit me in the face before just like. Like, like if, if I'm little spoon and his yeah. hand like jerks up, that'll only happen to Jesse if he's like super exhausted. So just John has, John has uh, significant sleep problems. So it makes sense that maybe that's why it happens to him more. Well, he works a terrible shift. If he's, he's had sleep problems <laughs> oh. his whole life. Oh, though. that couldn't have made anything better. No. Okay. No. So as you're falling asleep to see if you're asleep, your brain sends little impulses like itches, tickles, twitches, whatever through your body to see if you're still awake. So if you respond to it, your brain's kind of like, okay, still awake. Yep. So if you don't respond to it, your body paralyzes you so you can enter the dream world more or less. Interesting. So it's a signal that you're ready. Yes. I like that idea. Yeah. It it, it makes sense in my head. Again, I don't know how much of the science behind it is reality, but it makes sense for me. So we're going to go with it. So, getting to modern day brains are still doing that stuff it's not like we've evolution is a very slow thing so your body still goes into sleep paralysis your brain sends the impulses and then you enter the dream world unless you have you know there's certainly disorders that make it difficult or impossible for that to happen right. but generally speaking so this is really right in all caps but where do the demons come in so have you seen inception yes i have not 
I've I've tried watching it several times and I always fall asleep during it, which is crazy because I don't <laughs> fall asleep during movies. So hmm, how do we make that happen? I haven't seen it since uh, it first came out in theaters because I went to go see it in the movie. Yeah. Theater. And it was very good. But I feel like it's the kind of movie you need to see at least twice to truly understand what's yeah. going on. Or, that makes sense. I don't know. But yeah, what about it? So <laughs> think of your conscious self as Leonardo DiCaprio and your brain as Fisher. I don't know what that means because I haven't seen it. But the rest of this is going to make sense. So if you remain still for long enough, patiently not moving at all, you'll start to feel those impulses from your brain sending out to see if you're asleep. And oh. as someone who's dabbled in trying to like, so I've lucid dreamed, but I've never been scientific about it. I've never intentionally tried to lucid dream. It's just sometimes I'm capable of it and sometimes I'm not. So this is from what I've read about lucid dreaming. This is, this is a way you can learn how to do it. And it makes, it kind of makes sense. So as you start to get those impulses, as you're laying completely still and basically tricking your body into thinking you're asleep, you ignore those impulses as it sends them out. So you just continue to lay completely still. Again, I have not tried this, but I have read it in different things about sleep, sleep, lucid dreaming. So when you take, when you take the melatonin and the valerian root, let me know if this works. (laughs) So ignore those impulses. Think of them as the first level security in the dream worlds of inception. So your brain will think it's safe to start doing whatever it is that brains do when you sleep and it'll paralyze your body, but you'll still be awake. If you go to sleep at this point, which is the goal of most lucid dreamers, you will enter dreams consciously, which is a whole other fascinating conversation. However, if you try to move after the impulses, you can't. Your body will be completely paralyzed, which is terrifying. You then start to panic. But at this point, your unconscious brain is in sleep mode. So there are a bunch of neurons firing off in your head trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong. And then they say, think of the high-level guards towards the end of Inception. Don't get it. Haven't seen it. You might know what I, know what they're talking about. But instead of having a traditional nightmare because you're still partially conscious, your conscious brain tries to make sense of the neurotic pandemonium that's going on. So you're in your bed. You can't move. And you're having a fucking nightmare, but you're still in your room. So all the things that embody fear in your unconscious brain. So you see a shadowy figure or you know something that is commonly known to be scary with humans. So... Um, This person says, I'm terrified of sharks and have anxiety, for example, but all that terror or panic takes shape of an ominous dark being. You start to see it live in your room. So they say, even though I knew it could possibly happen from lucid dreaming, this is all in your head. The creepiest Twilight episodes cannot fathom how utterly raw the fear is. People who aren't aware, aware of this, which is a safe majority, naturally think it's a demon or spirit of some sort because what the fuck else would it be? The most fascinating part of this is that it is a real phenomenon that you can have with very little practice. And if you don't want to practice too bad, because it happens one to two times to most people in their lifetime. Uh, Allegedly. Again, the statistics you have, I think are probably more accurate than this person saying they think it happens to one or two people. You say eight to 40%, which. Well, it's like, yeah. It said five to forty percent oh, will it, yeah. experience this, and then it said eight percent. Well, like I think what it meant was experience this on a regular basis, like episodic. Gotcha. Versus eight percent of the population experiences this at least once in their lifetime. But it also, is this the difference between lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis? I think the biggest thing is that you 
I, I think knowing nothing about this, that the biggest thing with sleep paralysis versus lucid dreaming is lucid dreaming. You're consciously intentionally staying conscious as your body falls asleep. Sleep paralysis is not necessarily a thing that you're willfully doing. That's a mistake. Like that shouldn't yeah. have happened. Yeah. So you like, didn't mean like to. they're saying like you, in, you, instead of entering the dream world, you remain in this one and just get terrified because you can't move. And then I guess I would be terrified of messing it up. But at the same time, when you first started talking about taking those steps, like relaxing your yeah. body, tricking your mind into thinking like you're making it through that first stage of like, you know, when you give tongs a couple test clicks. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, great enough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like your body saying, oh, hey, are they asleep? Can we do the thing? Yeah. Can we shut it down? Yeah. How do how do you just directly not fall asleep? I know I you said know. that's kind of the point. Yeah. And it was also interesting because I don't know. Again, I, I have not tried it this way. Anytime I've lucid dreamed, I've just like happened to be able to lucid dream or like realize I was dreaming. Um, but I'm curious how, because it almost, I just don't understand how your body just by sending out those impulses is able to ignore your brain being conscious still. I don't know. But it, I mean, we're able to trick our bodies into doing a lot of things because they are innately stupid meat suits. So <laughs> <laughs> who knows? You'll have to experiment and get back to me. Oh, I love the idea like of wearing this innately <laughs> stupid meat suits. Stupid meat suits. They do so many dumb things. It's like craving true. sugar. Why do you crave sugar? I don't, I don't fucking know, man. I mean, I know I know why we do. It's because it's supposed to be a rare commodity that you need, but... Yeah. Or you're not missing helpful. something. Yeah. Like when you're craving salt. Have yeah. this instead. Yeah. Whatever. <sighs> That's fucking terrifying. It's really interesting. And I mean, I, I'll give it a, a try as well, but I would like you to do it because I feel mm-hmm. like your experience might be different than my experience just because... So yeah. for me... Now, um, most of my dreams when, so I don't dream every night anymore because of the medication that I take to sleep. I don't take it every night though. And when I don't take it, my dreams now are kind of like a step in between lucid dreaming and not lucid dreaming. So I don't have necessarily control over the content of the dream entirely. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm, I've described it as I'm directing a movie. So I will rewrite scenes in my dream. If I don't like the way something plays out, or if I think it could be more or less artistic or like, I don't like the plot, I can like rewind things and replay a scene or a plot. Um, that's cool. But that's the only control I have. And so like, it's weird. Cause it's like when it's happening, I, I don't know that I'm dreaming usually. I am still dreaming and, and believe what's happening is reality, but, but I just have control it. over what's happening. I, I have more control to change reality. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess that's kind of like how I, I think that something really fucking awful is happening. And then I realize, okay, that's not real. Yeah. We're going to, this is real now. Yes. Like we're fine. Yes. <laughs> but we're super not. <laughs> yeah. That's what usually it's like. If there's something scary, like trying to get me and it gets me, I'll yeah. be like, nah, I don't like that. And then we'll rewind it and I'll hide or something yeah. or whatever. I'm, um, I have, <laughs> I have recurring dreams when I do have them. Yeah. It's always the same two things. Number one is I am stuck in a house and this house is full of rooms, like Winchester-y, but that's bigger. The bad, that's the bad house. You're ha- you have your own bad house. Yes. Yes. That's the, that's the bad house. It's basically very similar to what my bad house is like. You know, I, You're it's welcome. very interesting because I always, there's this one area of the house that 
is a giant fucking circle. Like it just, it seems like it never ends. Like I've been lost in it for a couple of days, but like in dream time. Yes. Yeah. Where I can't get out of this fucking place and it's very antique. Everything is like a sage green velvet, like the carpet. Yeah. And everything is like a dark mahogany brown, like yeah. the wood slatted doors to closets and it's full of storage the and bad house. bullshit. Yeah. 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 But then like anything that's supposed to be a bathroom, it'll be all pink tile. Whoa. Yeah. It's weird. Like I don't, I don't that know. That is a very specific old timey home. It, it is, I could draw these rooms. Yeah. So when, at least that's the nice thing about my dreams is being able to remember them is just some of them I really don't want to remember. Yeah. But maybe those are the ones my brain's like, no, fuck that. No, like, you're good. good. We just, we fixed it. Erase. Yeah. Control, and alt, delete. <laughs> the other one is driving at night directly into water. Ooh. Yeah. I have, I hate water dreams. Yeah. I, it's always like some kind of bridge, usually a stone, like walking bridge almost. And I shouldn't be driving on it. And then it's flooded and I just keep driving into the water and then I have to get out. But one of them was actually really pretty. And it was the only time that I remember looking at it and I was like, oh, this is, this is okay. I'm okay with this. Wow. Um, it was nighttime. I was in the middle of the woods and Jesse and I were on top of a pond yeah. and looking through the ice, which looked like a sheet of glass. Yeah. And I could see my car on the very bottom, like 50 feet down with the headlights on. And it was so pretty. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> so interesting. But we were just staring at it. Actually, that was after I got my license. So... <laughs> must be tied to some unconscious fear because yeah. i mean that's definitely i i have a lot of stressful driving dreams it's always driving at night in a place where i shouldn't oh my god you just made me think of the one that scared the fuck out of me what happened i think i've told you about this dream before or i've told jesse i'm driving down this road that i used to live on when i was a kid so my house is over here here's the road and on the other side is just a field. It's yeah. a big field. It's where I grew up as a kid. There was always deer in it. It's yeah. beautiful. It's always cleared out because it, it's an active field that people used. But if you kept going down the road, there's another one. And then it's a dead end where the sign is at the end of the road. So you have to go left or right. Yeah. But at the corner is still the field. I was driving down that road at night. Jesse and my stepson were in the car with me and I see something big and white in the field like over sitting you did tell me about this yes yeah big and white in the field just sitting there and you could see it over the top of like the corn or whatever that's there and when we stopped I was telling them not to look at it one of them looked at the thing in the field it turned its head and stood up and it was so big like think of the girl in um what's that amazing show squid game you know the really tall girl that spins her head it was like that but you couldn't see any expression on this thing's face it was almost like it was a doll it was very creepy and then it started walking towards us and i woke the fuck up yeah 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 that's freaky (laughs) i don't know uh i don't want to be like 
oh, let me tell you about my dream. <laughs> no, but it's it's very interesting. Like, well, and I don't know what triggers them either. Like, why the fuck was I dreaming about that? Like, I could see dreaming about where I grew up as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever. But what's with this blank ass big child thing? <laughs> it's so field? interesting. The, the just different kinds of reoccurring dreams that people tend to have. Yeah. Dude. Like your house. Yeah. You ever dream about anything else? Yeah. I have, I have other, uh, like, I don't have too many reoccurring dreams. There are reoccurring characters in my dreams Mm -hmm. and reoccurring themes. Stairs are a big theme. I think when I was a toddler, a, uh, someone shoved me down the stairs and oh my god um, i was fine i mean when you're when you're like three or four like, i know nothing you're noodle people you, but i, I it was it was scary like it's a memory that i hold very strongly because it was when it happened it was scary and i i, I assume that's why i have stair dreams but it is almost every dream at some point there's a set of stairs that are terrifying hard to get up or down i just don't like, like stairs. they're just impossible and just really steep and and that's creepy. Yeah, it's, but that's, I think stairs are a pretty reoccurring, a, a very common one. Yeah. Te- teeth falling out. I don't have that happen in my dreams, oh. but that's another very common one. I've only had that kind of dream once and it was so crazy. Like you always read about people yeah. feeling like their teeth are going to fall out in their dreams or whatever, but it's just like having a loose kid as a tooth, but it's all of them. I've only <laughs> had it. as a tooth? Oh, wait. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you're a tooth and your kid starts to fall out? I have that one version of dyslexia <laughs> with the words and the things. Um, one loose tooth as a kid. Isn't it called, isn't that called a spoonerism? Is it? I, if it is, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. If it Where is, I think it's hilarious because you're one word spoon. with another? Yep, it's called a spoonerism. Yep. Big spoonerism. <laughs> Big spoonerism. <laughs> Let yeah. us know if you have that problem too, because I definitely do. It's, I think I do it a couple times an episode, regardless of wine. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a pretty, it's not an uncommon thing though. No, like it's just, your brain's operating so. too quickly for your mouth to catch yeah. up and you just kind of blur things, blur things together. Now I'm just thinking about my gums and all the looseness. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's- loose teeth are, I, I've had a few teeth falling out dreams, but it's not a common like I can think of the few times it's happened because it's it's so rare. Yeah, I can't remember what it's supposed to mean, but I don't, I don't think the two ever really correlate. <laughs> you know, when yeah. you look up stuff in a dream dictionary. I have well, maybe one of those sometimes somewhere down there. Oh, fun. Yeah, maybe yeah. Sometimes it does correlate. I yeah, it's very it's very interesting. You have a book called Why We Sleep. Yes. <laughs> so I started reading that. I found it really interesting, but then I did a little more research and. It's one of those books where I think the person who wrote the book cherry picked data to fit their analysis. Oh, which I know to an extent a lot of people do that, but um, and and sleep is obviously very important. But it kind of made me fall out of you know, it makes it harder to really take the analysis to heart when you find out that they're. If you think that it's a little too opinionated. If the if the facts, if you're only, if you're researching to find facts to prove your point instead of researching to find 
the point to find what your what your like solution should be, mm-hmm. then, then it's a problem. I completely agree. Yeah. Cause there's, there's inherent bias already in there and it's very easy to manipulate facts and data to fit yeah. any kind of belief. When you're doing research, you can't do it to prove your point. Yes. Which is, I mean, we all do that, but yeah, just, in a way like yeah. ghost hunting. Yeah. We want to believe confirmation that there's some, bias. Yeah, yeah. Confirmation bias. Yep. We want to believe that there's something out there. So we might not, cherry pick yes um or just generally pick apart things like we might ignore the fact that you know there's a weird low humming in the house because of really bad pipes and it's not some little girl yes <laughs> you know yeah, yeah absolutely that kind of thing so yeah 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 interesting i'm definitely going to take some of that tea from you yes it's oh i like it didn't do anything too much for me more than like I mean again valerian root and melatonin already mm-hmm. kind of give me nightmares but it didn't I was hoping that it would give me crazy dreams because I I already have very intense just crazy plotline dreams and I was kind yeah. of hoping it would make flash them out for me a little more and it didn't it was just kind of normal anything usable like for writing I had one dream that was kind of apocalyptic like I dreamt that I was in a city surrounded kind of like very classic post-apocalyptic like parked cars kind of some wrecked buildings whatever and it was cloudy and I could hear in the distance this wailing like like the wailing that you hear when you watch clips from war zones when a loved one like someone's oh my like, god a, like a civilian loses like their child or something like just like yeah just heart-wrenching wailing and there was a voice in my head that was like you need to move and I like I had a really hard time getting up and like kind of staggering away and the wailing was getting closer and oh this god. creature that was like a like a flayed human so like no no skin was staggering towards me clutching a beating heart and it was just like what the fuck and so there was it was cloudy and there were just like sparse raindrops starting like you know before it's gonna rain but like just fat raindrops falling and every time a raindrop hit it it would wail just like this fucking gut-wrenching wail and just like clutching this beating heart and like like just staggering towards me and the voice in my head just was saying get up get up you have to run you have to go and I just couldn't move um and I woke up that is fucking scary. <laughs> a lot of my dreams are like that, but that one in particular felt like the start to a story. I just don't know what the story is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know the thing was called the, the, Mozuru, the Mozuriti. I know I can see it in my head. M-O-U-R-S-I-T-I is what the creature was called. I don't know in if that dream. means in my dream. I don't know if that means anything. You need to look it up. Why well, not? <laughs> I think I probably like Mort is death in no, some like, languages. Yeah, so I think true. I probably manifested something. Yeah. That is. Um, I don't remember how I spell I never remember the things I hear in my dream. Hear or read. Re- yeah. I never remember them. But I'll know that I read or heard something and I'll be trying to remember it's like it trying to grasp water and yeah just, no you just you can't you gotta write them as soon as you wake up i know that's what i if i have one that's really intense i'll usually write it as soon as i wake up yeah. and just to see if there's anything fun in there i used to continue my dreams on purpose i don't do this anymore 
I, if I woke up. Yeah, if the plot's getting interesting. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn, I do, I do that one. all the time. <laughs> if I was asleep, I would, and I had been dreaming, but I wake up, I would have a couple sips of water and then go right back to bed. And I, it was just as if I never left. Yeah. And it would just continue. You got to continue on the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's scary sometimes, if it's interesting, I'm like, we'll go, we'll dip a toe back in there. Just, I want to know how it ends. <laughs> I've had good dreams that are scary. Like, yeah. well, a lot of them, um, there are excessively sized insects. Oh, in what the fuck, dude? So uh, it, that house is always in the woods, like that part of it at least. And it's kind of like old and dingy. And there's... An infestation of all different kinds of insects, but they're massive. It's like Far Cry. No, not Far Cry. Um, 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 um fuck. The video help. game with the blonde smiling guy. <laughs> it's post-apocalyptic. It's post-nuclear war. Post. Why can't I think of it either? But they have giant bugs in it. Um, oh. f- Fallout. Yes. Uh, not Far Cry. Yeah, Fallout. Yeah. It's like Fallout. Yep, very much so. Yeah. I've never played Fallout. Yes, I watch people play it online because I'm weird. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, <laughs> I've played about five minutes, but I've watched a lot of it. Yes. Yeah. It's it's almost kind of scary to play. The giant bugs yeah. is what really got me. I, no thank you. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's usually a lot of like avoiding them and knowing that I need to get to the other side of the room, but I can't because this fucking spider the size of my torso is going to get me. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, Hell I no. do not like insects. I, I admire them from afar. I think they're very beautiful, including arachnids. Do not come into my home. If you, if you invade a space in which I am occupying. We can live amongst each other. You can hang out on the ceiling. You, yeah, you just d- don't do your thing. Bubble. Personal bubble. Yes. You live outside the bubble. You can live in my home. When you fall down from my fucking shower head, no. Well, the problem is... Stop it. Usually, <laughs> if I kill a bug... I don't kill most things that I find in my home. But if I kill a bug... Be- it is because, like you said, it invaded my personal space. And usually it's a shock thing. Yeah, like, it's a reaction. Ah, squished, dead. Yeah. Like, you, you don't go and <laughs> hunt for a flamethrower. No, to kill I'm just like, and usually it's something harmless, but just like the, I, it's very interesting, the human reaction to little, like, bugs. I know. We don't like them. I've always read that it's, like, ingrained in our DNA yeah. that we're afraid of these things. Like, as a kid, I was ridiculous with heights. Loved it. Loved roller coasters. Yeah. You could find me on the outside of the banister at our house, yeah. freaking my parents out, just being a little asshole. Now, I'm terrified of heights. Well, it's because when you're a kid, you can take a pretty decent fall and be fine. Yeah, totally. Now, <laughs> if I if I fall from standing height, I'm pretty sure I'll yeah. need to be hospitalized. I have maybe that's where the fear started because I have been pushed off of a trampoline like oh yeah, mid-flight basically. Like that is the worst. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Used to have I don't know what kind of tree it was, what 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 it was called, but there's a tree down south that the fruits of this tree are spiky balls. Hmm. Like Golf ball sized, covered in a hundred spikes. Why? I'll, I'll, I'll post a picture when we post the episode. Sure. But so the, there was a tree that was over our trampoline growing up, and in the fall, the ground would be littered in these fucking spikes. Oh my god! We had a hand-me-down trampoline, so it didn't have pads around it. So for one thing, <laughs> everyone's genitals got destroyed on this trampoline because yep. one leg on one side, one leg on the other, donezo. <laughs> and we were we roughhouse on all the time. But if you 
got double bounced. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like you're coming down and they bounce you up a second time. And then someone, <laughs> we used to have those big rubber balls that you could bounce on. So we used those to use fun. those to b- beat the fuck out of each other on the trampoline. <laughs> but if you want, you get double bounced and then you get walloped off the trampoline and you land on those spiky balls, it's game over. <laughs> <laughs> you are so extreme. That is the most hardcore homeschool shit but I've when ever you're, But when you're a kid, it's like, like if that happened to me now, it would take me months to recover. When right. you're a kid, you're like, you oh, that back, hurt. Literally. Like, then you get back on and you do it to them. Yes. <laughs> That's true. You Kids are so resilient. Yeah. They really can be. Yeah. What the fuck? I'll, I'll have to. I want to say it's not a chestnut, but for some reason, my brain's saying spiky ball tree. It's these fucking things. Oh, my God. What is that? The most dangerous trees in the suburbs. What is that thing? Sweet gum. It's a sweet gum tree. It looks like a monster. <laughs> yeah. So they're, yep. Just. So they're just like it's seeds? A, it's a golf ball covered in wooden spikes. Yep. Yep. That'll be the picture for the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So just imagine one of those embedded in the bottom of your foot. Fuck that. No, thank you. Mm. Yep. Well, I guess no. I kind of have a would you rather. Ooh, yes. Would you rather be a sleep demon or would you rather never be able to leave your lucid dream? Okay. You I, can be any sleep demon you want. <laughs> Not that it helps. But, well, so if I am any sleep demon I want, can I interact with people I care about? Like what's, where do I get, like, where do I live? You only live in the moment of the hallucination. Mm, okay. And so if I get to exist within my own genuine lucid dream, anything I want, I can visualize and have it happen. Right? I did say lucid. All right. That one. <laughs> I guess I'll, just, I'll just lucid dream this life, but better. All my friends will be here. I won't, I'll, I'll be doing what I want for a living. I mean, not that I don't like my job, but you know, like I'll be, I I'll be painting mean. for a living and like right. living in my little hobbit hole and. I totally in a hobble. Yeah, that would make a lot yeah. more sense. Yeah. I guess I made it easy if you could control. The you just dream. thought I'd pick sleep demon because you think I'm a terror. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I'd pick that one. <laughs> that totally wrong. You you ruined it by saying I can only exist in that one well, time period. Sleep demons seem happy. A lot of them like to feed off your fear. They and are stuff. usually smiling. You would know. Uh, Takes one to know one. No, usually I can't see the face of them. Sometimes they're smiling, but usually it's just a shadowy. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I've read a lot about people. I used to do that. I would turn my alarm clock around. I had an old school alarm clock from my dad with the red writing on it and the loudest fucking noise you can hear when. Yeah. You know, you're woken up out of a dead sleep like that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I used to turn it away from me because I was afraid of it. Yeah. There, there's know. something. Did you watch Terminator when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, he carves his eye out in the red eye. Yeah. So when I was a kid, after we watched Terminator, I don't know when it came out. 90s. Mm-hmm. I was I was fairly little when I saw it. But my bedroom, one of the windows, the window that was like, so if I was laying down directly in front of me was a window and across the street was a neighbor's 
like they had a, a light because we lived in the country, so there weren't like street lights, but they had basically their own street light yeah. by their house and it had this very orangey glow. So at night, as I'm falling asleep, I, it would slowly morph into like the eye of a Terminator standing outside my window. <laughs> oh my God. I oh, I guess if you thing. stare at something long enough, yeah. like the idea of staring at yourself in a mirror and your face Shit starts. Morphs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate that. You know, my mom, she freaked herself out once um, when we were growing up when I was very little, I think maybe four or five. Um, it was just her, myself, my little, or my older sister, and then, um, our pets. We had a dog named Country, and what else have we had? Hermit crabs, <laughs> Hermes and Hercules. Oh, that's awesome. And then, yeah, and then what else did we have? We had a cat, Rufus. Okay, awesome. so we were all there. My dad was working. My mom wanted to go out for a smoke. Because at the time she was a smoker. Yeah. And so she was going to go by the like woodshed area. And then we had like a bench you could open up and you could actually like put wood in it or whatever. So it's in the back of the house. She went to go out there and she saw a little red light out. What she thought was outside. And she thought it was the cherry of somebody's cigarette. Whoo, yeah. Like, Fariki. Someone standing out there smoking a cigarette in the backyard, maybe waiting for her to go to bed yeah. or something. It was a little red, like, power light. <laughs> I get that, though. Like, oh, that, especially if you're, like, home alone or ho- just the only adult home. Oh, yeah. It's, well, that happened to her all the time. Yeah. Except when we were living at my grandparents' house when my dad was in the Navy. Um, because obviously she needed some help. Yeah. She had my sister and then also me. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, you were a nightmare. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, my problem. <laughs> my sister was the nightmare. I, like, they were constantly checking on me because all I did was sleep. Nothing has changed. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's only one way to escape from reality. <laughs> yeah. I'm consistent. I just sleep my life away. Um, but that house is haunted as fuck. Yeah. We'll so, have to do an entire episode on that house. Yeah. Or at least houses that used to be other things like funeral homes. That would be interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Ghosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you're So what gonna... would you pick? Me? Yeah. Lucid dreaming or sleep demon? See, my problem is like part of me feels as though if I choose to be the sleep demon, maybe I could not be such a demon and I could like retrain people's brains into thinking like this is a good thing and I am protecting you. I'm envisioning like you get sleep paralyzed and you open your eyes and you see Big Spoon with her with her little hands clasped in front of her like, I'm sorry to bother you. (laughs) But I have to be here, so I just wanted you to know that you're perfectly safe. <laughs> I'm just going to be here. Yeah, but I would, I'd probably be awkward sometimes. I'm just going to tidy up because I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> start doing their laundry. <laughs> you see this scary heap of clothes? I'll fold for you. You just turn into like the, the elves that did the, the shoemaker's clogs for him. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm basically Dobby. Set me free. Dobby? means so i have a book of magical creatures i don't know where it is oh it's over there (laughs) dobby 
J.K. Rowling just stole that term. That term is, it is literally a mythical creature that is what what Dobby was. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, so she called the... She called the thing by what it was, basically. I read it and I was like, are you kidding me? That's like people who have a dog named Dog. Yeah, which is kind of hilarious. It is. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I have nothing I, it against It would be you. funnier, though, to have like all the pets put named by like the wrong... Like what, what Kinsey did, having the oh, cat named yeah. Monkey... <laughs> I love that. Just like <laughs> name name the cat dog and the dog cat. That's very funny. I really like that. That that just means you have a sense of humor. Yeah. But yeah. One that not everyone will appreciate, but yeah. No. So you'd be a sleep demon. Well, I, I would like to think I could change people's minds. And also I am on the cusp of reality instead of never being in reality. But I reality is subjective because it, if you're lucid dreaming and you're choosing what's happening, I mean... Yeah, what is reality anyways, man? Yeah, it's a relative term. Yeah. Ew. Hmm. Oh, I have a would you rather for my for my mother, actually. Oh, is it, God. This is a would you rather she would ask people... Hang on. It sounds really simple. Let's go to this conversation. So, she used to ask this to people when they would be drilling for hours over the Pacific ocean when she was in the Navy. Mm. And so would you rather be a satellite or a trash bag? I don't know why that is the most Navy question I have ever heard in my life. So once you hear about the reasoning behind it, considering thinking, you know, again, they're drilling for hours in the Pacific ocean, kind of away from everyone, you'll, it'll make more sense. And I'm surprised by what most of the responses were. She said, um, yeah. Satellite or trash bag? Well, okay. So my first initial thought is both of them can end up in the ocean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But generally, your trash bags will end up in a landfill eventually, you know, probably ending up in the ocean. Whereas a satellite, you're just kind of wee-woo through yeah. space. <laughs> and, and like seeing all that's going on kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you watched the show for all mankind? Mm -mm. We have been blasting through that show while we've been on vacation. Yeah. Um, slow burn. I thought season one was trying to murder me. Uh, we're on season three now. I've only been off for eight days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. If you want to put it that way. It is so fucking good. But we just watched a scene about the vacuum of space. And if I am a satellite, I won't necessarily be dealing with that. But at the same time, I could be also dealing with that same problem, but under the crushing weight of water. So this is bad. I choose death. You have to pick one. No, I don't. (laughs) Yes, you do. If you don't pick one, I'll pick for you. I don't know why I'm leaning trash bag. So this is very interesting. Is that terrible? She said that's what, what she, more people answered, and she was surprised by that. Really? But they picked trash bag because they'd rather be close to humanity. She and I both picked satellite. We've talked about Because this. we want to see everything. <laughs> this is like that other question that you asked, like being in an underground like facility, like yeah. silo or something. Yeah. Instead of being in a space community. I need to be able to experience the sunlight and, and see the earth. Right. And, and I want to be grounded. Wanna, yeah. Also, I'm a cancer. So. On this earth or just like astrologically? <laughs> a 
big upon your house. <laughs> oh, just hold on you. Just hold on your cow. <laughs> That's my favorite part. No, I was. I'm. I am a cancer baby. I am. You know. Yeah. Like the crab. Yeah. Me. That's what my, my mom so, is a cancer too. Yeah, I lean yeah. towards watery things yeah. a lot. That's probably why your mom was in the Navy. Yeah. Just kidding. It probably has nothing to do with that, but I think she wanted to learn how to fly and didn't know what else to do. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, I think she learned how to fly before she went in the Navy. Did she? Yeah. One did not beget the other. No, I think. Because sometimes it can. I think learning how to fly maybe got her. I don't She's told me and I don't remember, but I believe she knew how to fly before she went in in the Navy. Your mom knows a lot of things. She does. Yeah. 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 She's like a Lannister. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. I drink and I know things. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh God. That is a uh a question that's giving me an existential crisis. It's interesting because like, like it sounds so simple and it's kind of like, oh, that's like kind of a shitty like a shitty yeah. thing to have to think about. But yeah, I would satellite for sure. <laughs> you give me satellite vibes. Thanks. <laughs> Not that I give me trash Cold bag vibes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> But can I be a black trash bag? Oh, you would be if you were one. You'd be a black trash bag, like not, body not one size. of those see-through ones. Yeah, yeah. One, oh, you'd be a black trash bag that suspiciously looks like it has a body in it. You'd be in the bog. <laughs> There's silver duct tape in all the right places. Yes. <laughs> if we move, that's how we're that's how we're packaging all of our rugs. <laughs> oh man, I've always um, wanted to do that as like a Halloween decoration. Yeah. One day I'll decorate for Halloween. It's mm. my favorite. So much fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. let us know what you guys would rather be. Yeah. A uh, trash bag or a satellite or a uh, sleep demon or someone who cannot leave their lucid dream forever and always. Yeah. And yeah. Know. We want to know. We want to know what you'd be. <laughs> so I'm just getting to my end of episode notes. <laughs> Be sure to follow us online at Devil's Dirt Star on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Threads, and Reddit. And thank you to our Patreon supporters, Tasha, BJ, Brian, Brent, Kiki, and Carol. And thank you to our sponsor, Phantom Moon Collection. Yes. For your, uh, if you want hand-curated clay, beautiful jewelry, visit at phantom.moonCollection on Instagram and use the code DIRTLINGS for 15% off. Thank you so much. Please check out this jewelry. It is absolutely beautiful. I cannot believe the detail. Like, there's nothing better than handcrafted jewelry to me. Yes. It's so I'm wearing moon phase earrings right now that she made so all great. week. I wore, she made me these little for Christmas, these little Hobbit door earrings. Oh, they're yes. so cute. I, I wore you them all week. Got them? Yes. I saw pictures. When she first made yeah. them, and I was like, "How so cute, so detailed, guys!" If you love the Shire, yeah. <laughs> yes, I wore them with my chunky knit sweater, and I was a hobbit. They're so pretty. Yeah. I just, I love anything handcrafted, but the detail is just, I'm, I don't know, I was stunned. Yeah, and they're all like spooky and book oriented, and she's done a lot of dragon ones for Fourth Wing. Yeah, and eat your little nerd heart out. Yes. seriously. Yes, it's so great. Yeah, and she made some Christmas ornaments too. I know that that season is over, but yeah, just lots Still, of cute, cute little things. Highly recommend. Invest. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. And thank you to our patrons. You guys mean so much to us. 
Thank you for participating in our crazy poll. <laughs> yes. And just for supporting us as we, you know, continue to, to nail down and perfect the way that we do this. And, you know, we're, I mean, we're still relatively new when you think about, we've done 20 episodes. Maybe. Yeah. So it's, it's still fresh. We're still working out the kinks and, and how we want to do things. And thanks for sticking around and supporting us. It really tickles us pink. How many people like <laughs> reach out to us and share things with us. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, we'd still do it anyway and have fun, but we you would. guys make it this a is lot a, more interesting. It's a selfish <laughs> endeavor, but it, it just make, warms our little hearts that, it does. that there, there are kinfolk out there. Yeah. We're, not, we're not the only weirdos. Our little dirtlings. Yeah. I guess we do have a commune. Yeah. It's just digital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our digital commune. Yep. <laughs> well, until next time, you guys. Yeah. Stay dirty. Stay dirty. when they have sleep paralysis remember what i said about smiling no <laughs> no <laughs> so their parents are deeply religious and it's a today i fucked up because now my parents think they're being visited by a devil i too would think that i mean okay the thing has a ridiculous almost chelsea grin yep and no eyelids yep and the tiniest pupils the sharp teeth Yes. Yeah, no eyelids. I didn't even notice that. Where did you say Long this was from? So this person said they just drew a picture of their sleep paralysis demon. And that's, it's the hag. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Also, she's wearing like a bodysuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, long, fingers. long fingers. <laughs> yeah. They look like little needles. <laughs> yeah, I uh, turned back on the recording. <laughs> just so we can get this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll share this we'll share this too ah yeah i had low-key thought about like pulling up some two sentence horror stories um about things like this and drawings that kids have made because from what i've seen a lot of the two sentence horror stories are real like they're just real encounters um from like parents experiencing something with a child or with a spouse or whatever yeah and um just quick little, you know, no nothing stories. No nope. little bite-sized bits of horror. Kids are freaky. Kids are freaky. Yep. Yeah, I'm super prepared for the dream tea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> Any hoozle. They- <laughs> Any hoozle. Night night. Thanks for that one, Ellie. <laughs> I'm just have a good night. Fucking Darling. sleep tight, everyone. Yeah.